Snow's Death, starring Nicole and Jemmy and Maria QK. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mother Knows Death. Let's get started with the story of the week. Our first story is this really tragic tale out of Lauderdale by the sea out of Florida. The seven-year-old girl was digging a hole in the sand with her nine-year-old brother. Her family was on vacation, and the hole that they dug was about five feet deep before it suddenly collapsed. So it trapped her nine-year-old brother from the chest down and unfortunately trapped her underneath the sand. So she was essentially buried alive. I know. It's just so terrible. I I feel like I talk about this with Gabe kind of often because we'll just be driving around and he'll see a worker usually outside digging a hole and he always says his like corny one-liners about trenches and all these things and he always says that a trench is defined as something that is deeper than it is wide and you really need to make sure so a couple times we've seen like landscapers and stuff doing things and they'll be in a hole and all you see is their head poking out and that's just really bad because they can get trapped and the dirt could actually compress on their chest and cause asphyxia but in this case I mean, how traumatic. The girl was actually buried underneath of the sand completely. So it wasn't just her body was trapped. It, it was her whole entire head as well. We actually have a case in the gross room called Buried Alive where a similar situation happened to a guy. He was 25 years old and he was digging a trench actually. And the autopsy is so disturbing. Like his mouth was filled with sand. And when you open up, the airway, it was all filled with sand, and even the esophagus was filled with sand, meaning that it was going down into his stomach, too, and it indicates that the guy was totally alive and breathing like while he was stuck underneath the sand. It's just like a really disturbing autopsy to look at. Um, so if you guys are members of the gross room, check that out and search. It's called Buried Alive. But I don't know. They didn't really talk about um, adults that were there, if they were helping. I mean, a six-foot deep five to six foot deep hole is kind of significant. I feel like somebody was potentially helping them. But this also becomes a problem too when rescue workers like people like Gabe and stuff get called and have to have to do this because they can't they can't just jump in and get the kid out because it's because it's collapsed and it's it is a hole that could risk them as well. So the whole entire thing is just completely sad, but it just it's a reminder to parents, especially because the summer's coming up and going down the shore and everything, that you really need to be careful when your kids are doing stuff like this because they could get hurt. Yeah, so they were saying that um, before the police got there, about 20 adults that were on the beach were trying to help dig with their hands to get the kids out. But because oh of the nature of the situation, obviously, it's not that easy. So Finally, when the first responders got there, they used these support boards to kind of hold the sand back so that they're able to dig and not have it keep caving in. So it kind of took a while to get them out, and they were both brought to the hospital, but unfortunately, the sister died from it. Jesus Christ. I can't even imagine. It's terrible. All right, let's get into the celebrity news this week. So a another tragic story for Taylor Swift. I feel like this keeps coming up, and obviously, this doesn't really have anything to do with her per se but she um had a couple fans on her way on their way to her concert she's in australia right now for the next leg of the eras tour a mother was driving her 16 year old and 10 year old daughter to go to the concert when they were hit head-on by a semi-truck 
which killed the 16-year-old. Um, the 10-year-old has critical is in critical condition, and the mother had minor injuries. So definitely a tragic tale to a family that was seemingly going to enjoy an awesome concert. I feel like this is a situation that we could all definitely be in. You know, I it makes me really sad to think about being with you and my sisters and just a horrible event happening like this when you're just trying to go have an awesome experience as a family. Yeah, it sucks. And I just, I think for her, it just, it's actually interesting. Let me tell you about this, uh, this YouTube video that Lillian showed me the other day. So there's this theory going around that someone in the royal family dies every single time Taylor Swift puts out an album or something. Interesting. And they gave, they gave a couple examples of her putting out an album and then, uh, what's his name? Philip died. He's the, he was oh, yeah. the prince and then the queen. Um, so it's just, it was interesting. And then this happened and I did think like, if you recall a couple of months back in Brazil, someone died at her concert from heat exhaustion. Um, so yeah, I think that it's kind of sad for her to know that these people were coming to see her and they died on the way there. It's just, it's just really terrible. And the, the same with the girl that was at the concert. I want to bring, this is so interesting you just brought up the Royals thing because I didn't know that at all. And actually this morning, this morning, this Instagram I really love called Bravo Historian, she's obsessed with the Royals about as much as I am. And she noticed lately that when um, they're releasing state, when William is releasing statements, it's just in the last couple of months saying William. And then he, she went on their official Instagram account and there's like no pictures of Kate after Christmas. And I, I think I messaged her actually this morning. I said, it's seeming like Shelly Miscavige from, Sci- you know, the Scientology founder's wife has been like missing for 20 years and nobody knows where she is. So now there's this weird like, where is Kate? She had that weird surgery. Nobody's seen her since. So yeah, it's definitely and, an interesting and, like, conspiracy. It is. And it's like, we have no idea what's going on. This vague like abdominal surgery thing. Yeah. Thanks. So I, I don't know. But this next story is... It, it pisses me off. You, t- t- I don't even know who these people are. I know you're into this show, but let- don't act like I'm just into the show. You're the one that I, was like, you I, have to watch this show. <laughs> yeah, because when I was getting my surgery, I was like stuck in a bed for a week and then this was on the TV. So I thought that it was a great show, but I haven't watched it since. Or These aren't people that were on like the first or second season, right? No. So what we're talking about is 90 Day Fiance. Which is great. I, I think it's a great show if you're stuck in bed for a week, but I, I'm not, I didn't watch it since. Okay. So I started watching the show when, per your recommendation, and got obsessed as most people do. And then when COVID happened, it kind of just fueled the fire because I was home all the time so I could watch it. And I had this group chat going with 25 people where we talked about every episode. It was absolutely oh crazy. So I stopped watching it in the middle of 2020 because the cycle of 90 day fiance is unbelievable the episodes are two hours long and right when a season ends the next day a spinoff is starting it so if you miss one episode it's nearly impossible to keep up anyway these two people were from season five of 90 day the other way which is the concept of the show is the length of the k-1 visa to get into this country when you marry somebody from a different country is 90 days so 90 Day the Other Way is reversed. Somebody from the United States is marrying somebody in another country. So this couple, Brandon and Mary DiNuccio, they made a post over 
the weekend saying, quote, I humble ask for financial help for Mary's surgery to remove her colon cancer. We need help, not judgments. Any amount will help save her. So they then they link to a fundraising thing called Go Get Funding, not Go Fund Me. So they explained that Mary had these symptoms for a few years and that the do- donations they were asking for were going to go towards her surgery to remove the colon cancer and even followed up saying she had been admitted in the hospital and she was feeling really loved by everybody. I don't know where the speculation and doubt started coming in in all of this, but a lot of people started calling bullshit. Well, let, I'll tell you when, because as soon as I read it, I was, if any normal person in the world said that they had cancer and they needed financial help, why would they write in the post itself, no judgment? Who the fuck would judge anybody that has cancer? That, yeah. that to me, is just weird right there. Yeah. I'm sorry. So... Then this caused them to kind of backtrack and reword the, quote, diagnosis, saying, quote, we don't know if Mary has colon cancer yet. Well, you said she did. Uh, (laughs) Yes, she posted on her Instagram that she had colon cancer because she watched TikTok videos of what the symptoms are in colon cancer, and she has all of those symptoms. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that's not really colon cancer. If you, I mean, listen. If she's having situation and she's going to doctor's appointments and they've discussed like this could be a possibility, you should not therefore go tell the internet that that's you what you definitely times, have. How many times do you look up and say like, I have this weird pain in my back or I have a headache and you know how many times I've had brain cancer no, this week just, alone like five times? No, didn't this just happen with Lillian last week where she said she looked something up and then she started crying or something? Yeah, and what was it? it was something ridiculous? Like I don't even remember oh, what she, symptom she had, like a rash or something. Oh yeah, she had no. It was she had like a little tiny hive on her face, and she searched like what does red dot on skin mean? Yeah. And she like seriously went down a rabbit. She's ten years old, by the way, but she goes down this rabbit hole and thinks that she has cancer. And I'm like, dude, we're both like, don't ever Google your symptoms because. You have everything. Yeah. I've had everything from MS to to Parkinson's disease. Like I've had it all based on symptoms. So the symptoms of colon cancer are like pain in the abdomen and difficult time going to the bathroom and feeling weakness. And I mean, it's it's so can be anything, which will explain what her real diagnosis is, that she has an inflamed liver a blood infection, and a urinary tract infection, and hemorrhoids. Well, let me just say the Reddit community is also really questioning the blood infection because she's already, she was in and out of the hospital very quickly, and they're saying if you have a blood infection that bad, how are you in and out of the hospital in 24 hours? But I don't know. She could have, I mean, I don't believe a word she says now, but she could have had a urinary tract infection, which then turned into the bacteria got into her blood somehow she had like a more severe infection yeah i i really don't think that that's something that they would treat in an admission that didn't require a couple days in the hospital but i'm not really sure about that but yeah i mean she has she has what every woman her age has which is a urinary tract infection and hemorrhoids like simmer down chick you don't have colon cancer yeah, so the kicker is that they only they raised about fifteen hundred dollars, which thankfully wasn't more than that, and at least it's not some crazy amount like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. 
but Go Get Funding is saying that their donations were received via PayPal and they have no way of refunding the people. So they are urging people to file claims to get their money back. Oh so my God. that's kind of serving scam a little bit too. So, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, I actually, this. I might know someone like a peripheral person that tried to pull off a similar scam by pretending that they had cancer. And one of my friends had sent me the the GoFundMe page or whatever, and I read it. And just knowing what I know, especially about cancer diagnosis and stuff, I just was like this. She asked me if I thought it sounded like bullshit. And then when I read it, I was like, yeah, like that doesn't even make any sense just based upon what she was saying for cancer staging and stuff. It just everything she was saying just isn't what would ever be done. So, um, yeah. And, and a lot of people were calling were thinking that this girl was bullshitting. And it, it turns out that I think it ended up turning out that she was. Yeah, I mean, faking cancer is it's so one gross. of the worst things you could ever do. You have to be so fucked up psychologically to seriously do that and be committed to it all to scam people to get money or sympathy. It's a very, very weird behavioral trait somebody has to do that. It's beyond incredibly messed up. But Well, I mean, it's the same as faking your own death or your own crime, right? It's kind of weird. Yeah, it it just, it really is. All right, let's get into freak accidents. This story is so insane to me. In 2021, this 16-year-old girl was out with her friends. They went to go watch the sunset. She had just had a breakup, and when you're a teenager and you break up, it's like literally the end of the world to you. So when they were driving home, this girl was the driver and started crying and started swerving and when she went to overcorrect, she slammed into a telephone pole, which then flipped a car, ejected her and all her friends. Somehow she got ejected 30 feet into the air and started dangling from a power line. Yeah. It, the, the, so you guys have to click on this story because it is insane. I just I've never heard anything like this. But the thing saved her life, which is even weirder, is that her arm basically ripped off her entire body and it was hanging by a flap of skin on her back and her leg and her femur bone the biggest your thigh bone was broken and they said that when she got electrocuted it had actually cauterized her femoral artery which is the main artery in your leg that goes from your aorta that supplies all the oxygenated blood to your leg and it cauterized it so it almost closed it off if she would have gotten that cut with like a knife, for instance, or a sharp object, she would have bled to death. But because that hot, the, it, it acted as a cautery tool and it singed off the ends of the artery. And then she ended up not bleeding to death because of that. Like how outrageous is that? It's I, the whole story is so outrageous. But just how do you even live your life after this? Like knowing you, you survived something like this. No. So in the gross room, we link all of our source stories and you guys certainly have to click on that. The picture of her dangling from the power line is, it's crazy. She looks like a doll hanging there. It's, it's crazy. But that ended up saving her life because that happened. So after the accident, she was in the hospital for seven weeks. She underwent 21 surgeries for a broken femur, broken humerus bone, broken clavicle, 
Ugh. But her leg had to end up getting amputated after all of this. But she's saying that this gave her a renewed value of her life. And she's kind of grateful that she survived it. And she just has a really positive outlook on life now. What's really interesting to note about this is that all of the girls were ejected from the car. And and that makes me think that they probably weren't wearing their seatbelts. Yeah. And they're, they're young girls, right? They're... They're teenagers. No, they're teenagers, right? Like, I I don't understand why people... I mean, people could do whatever they want to do, obviously, but it's just weird to me that, that people are getting in the car and not putting on their seatbelts. I just thought that that was like a normal thing that people do. Like, my... Listen, my dad doesn't, and it drives us crazy. My dad... <laughs> my dad buckles the seatbelt in the car, and, and then, then he sits, sits on, on top it. it. But also... <laughs> My mom said he's getting so deaf at this point that, like, he just won't even do it anymore because he can't hear the beeping. Oh, so, like, screw her in the car having to listen to it the whole time, I don't think I'll do it if she's in there. Remember, we were on that vacation. It had to be almost 20 years ago when we were... No. It was when you graduated. We went to Florida, all of us, and we were driving around. So, we all flew down to Florida. He won't get on an airplane, so he drove down there. And met us down there, and then the seatbelt thing kept going off, and he kept going, what's that noise? The whole time. So it's this running joke in our family where we go, what's that noise? <laughs> we're like, what do you mean, what's that noise? It's the seatbelt thing. Oh, my God. But, yeah, like, he he's seriously, like, out of all the people I always get into a car with and everything, he's the only person that I know that, that doesn't, that isn't into wearing a seatbelt. And... A lot of that I just attribute to his age. He's like almost 80 years old and he comes from a time where there wasn't even seatbelts in cars, right? But for especially for young people to get in a car and not put on a seatbelt, I mean, they probably just got their driver's license recently. Like every one of them didn't have a seatbelt on. That's just nuts to me. Yeah, I don't I don't really know cuz it seems unlikely that an entire car filled with teenagers, not one person would have it on, but I guess you just, I just don't know. I, I just don't know the likelihood of getting injected from a vehicle if you're if you're wearing a seatbelt. I don't understand I mean, I'm sure getting it's possible, injected but... 30 feet in the air. I, yeah, that shit's outrageous. I need, I need a physicist to like make a diagram of exactly how this happens. I just can't. I can't. They need to make it. like a like a animation video of it. Yeah. And some of these stories. We got a lot of good stories this week. They're just really outrageous. This next one, I think, is outrageous, too. At a Tennessee elementary... Also, a lot of the stories are from Tennessee. A a Tennessee elementary school science experiment involving dry ice resulted in 18 students and teachers being sent to the hospital. So what it seems like happened from reading this story is that some outside company came to the school to do a like a science lesson or a stem lab or something and they used dry ice but they were in a classroom so anybody that uses dry ice we used to use it in the lab to do some kind of frozen tissue things every time you use that you get educated on what it is and the hazards of it because dry ice is I mean, you see it all the time. You use, Sometimes people use it for decoration stuff, but that shit's nasty. And it, it could give you really bad burns like frostbite. If you ingest it by accident, it could burn your mouth, your esophagus, your stomach. I, I mean, these things could kill you. And also, they it's, it's basically carbon dioxide that's just 
steaming away and emitting all of this carbon dioxide into the air. So there's a thing called confined space hypoxic syndrome, which is when you're in a confined space and the air that takes up the room is not the air that a person should be breathing in, right? Any scientist would know this, especially any person that's going to a school to teach kids with this and they're in a classroom that's not ventilated. There's there's no windows open or nothing. And they pull out this dry ice and all the kids in the class start getting nauseous. It started with a few going down to the nurse. And then it was like, oh, shit, like something really bad's happening here. And sure enough, they were basically having like hypoxia, which is, you know, you're supposed to be breathing in oxygen. But when you breathe in other stuff, then that affects the way that your blood cells transport oxygen throughout your body. And it, it could start off with something like headaches and dizziness and stuff. But like if those kids didn't leave in a very short amount of time, they could have died. And I'd be freaking pissed if this was my kid. Pissed. I, yeah, I was shocked to hear this because when I was in chemistry and stuff, Shout out Mr. Marino. Took safety very seriously. Um, every- safety never takes a day off, Maria. No, no. And like I I always feel like before we ever started doing experiments, it was always like checklist of safety. There was things plastered all over the walls. We got a, a one-to, not a one-to-one, but a serious stern talking to like, don't mess around. This is serious. So I just can't see how this happened in a school, but- I mean, it's, I, I it don't, just seems I don't like either because you're thinking from like if an if you got an outside company to come, then then they're they're offering their services like, hey, we do science labs for kids. We come to the school and teach them. Why don't any of these scientists know this basic thing? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I don't want to start getting into the hiring process for elementary school <laughs> teachers. I feel like I don't think I'm. I'm telling you, like it's it seems like. It seems like the school itself hired these people externally to come and teach this class, which happens all the time. You have the somebody from the library comes in. Um, like my kids' school, sometimes you could, they have um, like a, an engineer co- club come in or they have like a tennis club come in and they teach the kids because someone at the school doesn't doesn't do it. it it's fine. It's It happens all the time. But just like if you're a scientist, I... I I just don't understand how this could happen. And think about being a parent and getting a call that your kid has carbon dioxide poisoning, maybe. Like, that's so crazy. I mean, is it possible they turned on ventilation and it wasn't working right? Like, you worked at a lab that had horrible ventilation and they told you it was working well. So, yeah. Well, I'm assuming that at a school, they don't have the proper ventilation for chemical exposure like that. Like, I mean, do they have vent hoods and stuff for chemicals like that? I do not remember doing any quote unquote experiments before entering high school. Yeah, I I, I have no idea. It just it seems like when the first responders got there, like the first thing they did was like open all the windows and make sure that everybody was out of the room because it's I mean, it's serious. And I, I don't even know what they're going to say about that. Like, it's just, it's messed up, man. It's messed up. Yeah, I can't believe it. Okay, so this week in the news, we cut out a ton of stories because they all seem to be getting repeated, repetitive week after week, meaning that another another person got eaten to death by pit bull or something or another kind of dog or mixed breed dog, they're calling them now. Um, 
But the f- the first story was a kid at a bus stop got got a- attacked, and it- he's still alive. But the way that they were describing it was saying that the- it was like the meat was eaten off of his bone, which is just terrible. It was just like some little boy that was waiting at the bus stop. And then there was like this other guy who had he was breeding pit bulls and got attacked and eaten by his animals. So now this story we decided to keep because this one was like a little bit more different than the the typical dogs killing people thing, which was a a guy who was mauled to death by a lion that he was trying to take a selfie with. Well, I just want to say, you know, we have asshole of the week or whatever we call it. I'm going to give this guy (laughs) idiot of the week because totally 100% preventable. Yes. A 43-year-old man was mauled to death after entering the lion enclosure um, at a zoo, at a zoological park. I don't know if that's another word for zoo. Sorry if I sound like the idiot now in India. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't quite as easy. So the last story we talked about where there was an animal attack, somebody was trying to feed somebody, an animal, and arm went through, and then he had to cut it off. So this story is like this guy went all the steps to try to access this lion. He climbed to the top of a water tower. He jumped down into the enclosure. He had to scale a four-foot wall and then a six-foot-tall iron fence all to reach the interior section of the lion's enclosure. So, not shockingly, the lion did not respond well, bit him in the neck, and then they think this guy just bled to death when they found him later. Yeah, so he only had a a neck injury and that was it, and... That's what they said. I mean, obviously, like the the cat bit into his neck, and it incised the carotid artery, and he probably bled out. What's more interesting is that they said he was intoxicated, and if he was intoxicated on alcohol, I mean, at least there's kind of an excuse why he was doing this. He's just not completely brain dead. I don't know, but um, it raises your heart rate, it raises your blood pressure, and it kind of thins your blood out and your clotting. So he could have bled out more because he was on alcohol but honestly like if if a lion like bites through your neck you're you're probably not surviving that no and then they're saying he tried to climb a tree to get to safety but within 10 minutes was dead (laughs) like yeah try to climb away from a huge cat that's gonna work so then i read of course in all these stories now the lion has died because of it and it's like you went into the lion's home and you did something stupid to get yourself killed, and now this animal who was just living its life had to die for no reason. It's, I know. It's 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 all the time. It's so crazy. And I think about that every single time. Like they want to get revenge on this animal. It's so it's so it sounds like a like an old story you would tell that's barbaric and it, I, I don't understand how that but, makes people what's feel the better revenge? about it. You went into its house. If somebody comes in your house, you're not going to like it. Don't go in its house. They just they just are like, oh, this thing's a threat now because it killed a person. It's just it's completely ridiculous. And that's like a, a cat is a carnivore. They, they're predators. This is what they do, right? Like if you put a live mouse in front of my cat right now, it would attack it and kill it and play with it. It's dead body. Like that's what that's but what notice, cats do. Notice all these stories are always these vicious animals, sharks, bears, lions, like duh. It's not right. like a giraffe viciously attacks <laughs> somebody. What oh, are they it, thinking? That happened. That has happened before. Don't think don't think that that doesn't happen. I know it's happened they in could, the past. They could but- stomp. 
This week's episode is brought to you by The Gross Room. This is the last week that The Gross Room is on sale, and it is only $20 for a whole entire year of gross. What is really interesting about The Gross Room is that we, you know, we read all these news stories on Mother Knows Death, and especially with the kid that, that unfortunately died of asphyxia from being entrapped in the sand, and I don't know about you, but I always think, oh, wow, like, what did that look like at autopsy? And for in the gross room, we just have so many examples of these unusual deaths that we could look at the autopsy and see what people like me look for when a person dies in this case. Um, so I think that you'll really, really like it. And we write every single week. We do either a celebrity high celebrity or high profile death dissection. And it's a really a long article where we really go through everything that happened in the last moments of a person's life before they died. And the high profile cases are people that aren't weren't ever known to be famous and they didn't really become famous until after they died. So we cover just like we did the Black Dahlia that was really cool recently and we just do old cases and then we do modern cases that are happening as well. So I think that you guys will really like it. Um, Maria is a writer there. My mom is now a writer. We might be taking on a new writer soon that I haven't even announced yet, but I'm super excited about her. It's kind of like a girl power club right now. We don't yeah. have any guy writers, <laughs> but um, that's okay because we're, we're okay with that. Um, so yeah, so just join us and the, the discussion's great. We, you know, I did a post about obesity and the healthy at any size thing yesterday and the comments are all just very respectful towards each other. It's not like the trolls on Instagram that are constantly just attacking each other. It's, it's good conversation and it makes you think. And I know that my mind gets changed all the time. So I think that you guys will really enjoy it. Yeah, so as of this episode getting published, you guys will have essentially 24 hours to use this sale price. So you definitely don't want to miss it. I know we've been talking about it for a couple weeks and we only do sales a couple times a year. So head to thegrossroom.com for more info. Okay, Ree, let's get started with violent crime. Would you cut your hand off for $1.1 million? I'd cut both of them off for that. Really? I think this is... No, I wouldn't. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. No, in general, I know it's the dumbest thing ever, but it's not enough money. I I know. (laughs) And plus, I mean, what hand did she cut off? Her non-dominant one, right? It was her left hand. Yeah, but still, your life is so much more difficult now for no reason. Yeah. And also, I just wouldn't do it because you can die from it. You can die from it. You can bleed to death. (laughs) A million, Not interested. A million dollars ain't what it used to be. There's inflation, sweetheart. Like, yeah, you're, you you can't live the rest of your life off of one million dollars. Yeah, okay, so this chick. So <laughs> yeah, tell him the story. 2019, this 20 year old woman from Slovenia planned with her boyfriend to have her left hand severed above the wrist at their home. So they used this. So search- she was sharing the money with the dude too. Yeah. So she was exactly. only getting half of that. And how the hell does he get half of it when, like, she's the one that's getting her hand cut off? You know, maybe this is idiot of the week. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely, at least the other guy was drunk. I was in the running for idiot of the week for a reason, <laughs> but that's not surprising at all. So they used a circular saw to chop off her left hand, leaving the severed body part behind as she rushed to the hospital. It was all in hopes of getting a $1.1 million insurance payout. But... The court heard that she stood to collect the massive payout, half of which to be paid immediately after signing these insurance deals with five different providers. What a clown. Yeah. And apparently, like, 
she she was denying any like letting them try to reattach her hand. Yeah. So they were like, this is a little weird. You just cut off your hand by accident. You don't want it stuck back on. Like we could really try to do this. We do this all the time and it and it works well and people are able to use their hand again. And she's like, now nah, I'm good. Well, she didn't want it home. She didn't want it uh, put back on, which is why she left it at home. <laughs> and then her boyfriend, which they later found, was Googling how artificial hands work. So turns out she was about to file for bankruptcy and she was hoping this would get her out of a pinch. Uh, really unsuccessful. The boyfriend was sentenced to two years and five months imprisonment. She was sentenced to three years, but she only served a little under one and has been released early. So she cut off her hand. She had to go to jail and she has no money. Yeah. Like, good. Real one, good. Dummy. Real, real good. <laughs> okay. This this story is under violent crime. This is This is a really sad case. Talk about this one. This one's out of Louisiana, so four people were charged in the murder of a three-year-old toddler. A child had called the police on February 12th to say that a toddler in the home was unresponsive. When the police got there, they found no adults at the house, but instead found eight children between the ages of 11 months and 12 years old. So in the middle of being at the house, the two of the mothers of some of the kids came home and said that they were out gambling. And what they came to find is that a 10 and 12 year old in the house had essentially beaten the toddler to death while unsupervised. It's so messed up. And think about this, like eight, if you had eight children being an adult to watch, it's stressful. Like sometimes my kids will have like a little party or something and a bunch of kids are here and it's very stressful and they're all older children. Imagine having that many children at your house in charge of them and then being all the way down to a baby. And then on top of that, being only 12 is was the only adult in the room. It's just it's it's too much to put on any child. And I'm sure the three year old was being annoying like three year olds are. And the 12 year old and the 10 year old couldn't deal with it. So just decided to beat the kid until the kid was dead. And this I guess one of the boys, I guess it was the 12 year old had already had uh, issues with violence. They knew that the kid was having issues with violence and still left them home with the baby and toddler. And the two adults were known to leave the kids quite often by themselves, which is definitely not okay to be leaving such little kids, especially so many of them. How are they caring for themselves? But yeah, they've they've been arrested in attention to the two juveniles who are now going to be in juvenile detention, and it's really horrible. I hate I just hate hearing stories like this. Also, you could go to the casino. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. So the next story also out of Tennessee is about a child that beat their teacher with a Stanley cup. Oh, my God. So these things are I'm telling you right now, I'm going to put this out there that they're getting they're going to get banned from school soon because they're just such a problem. It's the, the kids. Some schools don't let the kids bring them in the classroom because they leak all over the place. They're heavy. Uh, kids could get hurt with them. It's, I mean, they're really heavy and they're steel. And if you hold one and hit someone with it, you could really do some damage to them. And this student apparently hit her teacher on the head to the point where he said he was seeing stars and he was sent home for a concussion protocol, which nobody really wants to get a concussion ever because that's a bruise on your brain. You just, it, it's not anything that anybody ever wants it's not something to be taken lightly and when a child's violent like that 
it needs to be addressed. And in this case, they just decided to push it under the rug. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really scary. So basically, the school resource officer had asked the teacher why that they had left. And he said he didn't want to talk about it, only to find out that the principal was aware of it and had essentially covered up the entire thing, which is against Tennessee law. So then when the police got involved, they started investigating it. They found out that the child was aggressive like this. There is some speculation that the teacher might have instigated the fight. So they said there's more to come on that, but that's what they had heard. So it's really scary to think about, you know, an incident like this happening, especially if it's your child, you want to know that they're acting out like this. And if your children are in the school, you want to know that something like this happened because it's really dangerous and you don't want your kids hanging out around it. I think this has been like the theme of the past couple of weeks that that we've personally been dealing with as well as some friends of mine have been dealing with as well as things like really bad things happening in school and the school not telling. Let me give you an example of one that just happened in a, a town right by me last week or two weeks ago on Valentine's Day, some kids brought in weed gummies to school and gave it to their friends. And apparently, like, what happens when you take a weed gummy? Like, the kids started feeling all crazy and everything. There was talk that there was a lockdown at the school and the kids had to go to the hospital. I mean, they're they're fine. They just took weed or whatever. But the, the parents on Facebook later in the day were saying, like, what the hell's happening all of all of our kids came home from school and told us that this all happened and the school had never told them any of it. They didn't know that the school was on lockdown. They didn't know kids were being transported to the hospital. They didn't like you don't know it's weed at first. You don't know anything. And you're sitting at home thinking your kid's fine. And then your kid comes home and tells you all this. And we went through a similar situation, too, where you're finding out all this stuff that happens at school. And you're like, why aren't we being told about this? No, it's it's really unacceptable, and it's just unfortunate this has to happen. And I don't know why adult what adults are trying to accomplish covering it up. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like when you send your children to be in, to have other adults be responsible for them, they're you assume that they are trying to protect your children as much as possible. And when they hide things, it's it makes you not trust their judgment on anything. At that point, it's really. It's it's really scary to and and I've I've been hearing it so much often from lots of different parents. It's just really scary. Okay, well, this the next story is going to lighten up the mood a little bit because even though it is the most, it's it's probably one of the most disgusting things that I've heard in a long time. It's so outrageous that it's it's kind of funny. Like I don't know if it's going to lighten the mood, but (laughs) no, it's it's going to lighten the mood because. I, I mean, the thing, the the worst thing the guy was charged with is, on, huh? does, is does put, disturbing, does but the other stuff is just kind of like he was only hurt himself, and you're just like, this shit is weird, man. Last June in the gross room, we first reported on this Penn State professor that had been caught on trail cameras several times having sex with his dog. So he said when they came to arrest him that he did it to blow off steam and he begged the rangers that were coming to arrest him to shoot him, which we were like, that is absolutely so ridiculous. Now he's been hit with more charges. So so this guy, he's like a legit professor yeah. at Penn State College. 
his his information still on their website, which I'm kind of like, do you guys know this? I think he, I, I think he still, I think he still works there. That's why. Like oh they put him on God. leave, but he didn't get. I don't know if he's like tenure or whatever. How could you but, sit in a class with somebody that's in the well, news he's, for doing something he's on, like that? Because he's on leave, but he's probably still somehow contributing to the school, which is kind of disgusting. But he he's a professor of chemical engineering. Just like looking at his bio, you guys could search him up. I mean, it's crazy how many papers he wrote. He's just like a super educated scientist and. And and then you hear about this shit. I mean, having sex with your dog in the woods on camera in front of people. I don't even understand that. Well, that's but not the it. other stuff is not like th- that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wait till you hear about the rest of this stuff. They have since discovered 50 more videos of him engaging in, quote, lewd acts. A new video showed him standing on top of a park pavilion performing sexual acts with a tree branch. Police also said he performed sexual acts on himself with a lollipop on a picnic table, as well as other sexual acts involving flowers and fecal matter. So I looked up the lollipop thing. Apparently, he was sticking it in his ass along with the tree branch. And also, he was putting the control handle from a John Deere equipment in his ass. Like a park equipment piece in his ass. If you want to stick things up your butt, you should not, A, be engaging in acts of bestiality, but why are you doing it in a public space? If you oh, if you want to so- stick foreign objects up your butt, why are you doing it in a park? It has to be something psychological. That We talked about this before. Why, why have sex with the dog in the park? Why not do it in the privacy of your home? It's because you, you're getting off on the thrill of potentially being caught. And while nobody necessarily walked upon it, they caught him on camera doing it. And that probably just fueled his kink with it. So you think it's weirder that he wants to have sex in public with a dog and you just don't think it's weird that he just wants to have sex with a dog? No, I think it's really disgusting <laughs> he wants to have sex with a dog. But I just think if, like, he's, he's, cog- he's aware that it's bad. So if you're so aware of it, why are you then going out in a public space and not trying to conceal it? I don't know. But the whole thing is so disturbing because he's also getting charged with like rubbing his body fluids and semen on picnic tables and shit. Like, uh, could you imagine? I, I just would think if I sat down and saw something like that dried up or wet or whatever on the picnic bench, I would. The last thing I would think from my mind was that someone was wiping their semen on a table. Like, what is happening in the world right now? Yeah, I mean, the whole, the entire thing is incredibly disturbing. Clearly, he's on a next level side of fucked up. I just don't know what's going on over there. What is going on with people? Next level fucked up is the thing. And that's why I think it's important to note that he is a, a, a professor at a university. Like, this guy is with it. He's educated. He's smart. What is happening right now? Yeah. It's. It's outrageous. What is happening? Why are and, you having and sex I with dogs? To, I I really, really, really want to talk to one of his students and be like, what was this dude like? And what do you think about this? Could you imagine knowing a person? Of course, he was begging for the cops to shoot him. And the cops probably should have shot him. I don't know. It's Come on. Like that. Put that dude out of his misery because like, how is he ever going to face the world again? Honestly. I just, I, do, I just don't know. Like, they, Penn State really needs to address this and get. Like, there's, 
I understand there's rules and everything like about fireable offenses in your personal time, but I think this definitely falls into one of them. Yeah. And I think that like, I don't like if I send my kids there, I'd be kind of pissed off about this too. Like, why are you protecting this dude? He's, he's seriously is gross. Listen, and uh, sticking right. a tree branch up your butt in your free time is not a fireable <laughs> offense at your job. Engaging in bestiality is, I'm pretty sure it's illegal, right? So he's breaking the law and therefore he should lose his job. Yeah. I, no, it is, it is illegal. Well, I don't know if it's illegal in every state, but I just think in general, this, this whole entire thing is just, I'm going to go to be teaching at the school. I'm going to go on a limb and say if cannibalism is not formally illegal in every state, I doubt having sex with animals is, <laughs> especially in some. Very unique pockets of the United States. So, All right, let's get into the medical news. Weight loss balloon. So explain how this works. When I first saw the picture, I thought it was a breast implant. But Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. I wanted to share this with you guys because I saw the article, and you should watch it because they show a video of how they do it. But they basically have this, this thing that looks like a pill that you could swallow, and it's attached to a really thin cord. You swallow it, it goes down into your stomach, and then they're able to inject saline into it and to inflate it in the stomach. And it does, it looks exactly like a breast implant. And that's kind of the theory with tissue expanders in general. And they leave it there and it takes up such a percentage of the stomach that it makes you feel full all the time. And in this study, people have shown that they've lost like 10 to 15% of their body weight. And it stays there for a couple months, and then it starts to eventually shrink, and the fluid comes out, and then you just poop it out. It seems, it seems perfect, like the perfect alternative to people that don't want surgery, and people that don't want to take like Ozempic or anything. Of course, there's going to be problems with it. Mark my words; it's not even approved here in the United States yet. It's going to cause like a, a lot of problems, and I can't wait to see what the unforeseen problems are. But it sounds pretty cool, and it's like three to four thousand dollars, as opposed to like Wagovi or Ozempic can be like fifteen hundred bucks a month. So yeah, it's it's a lot up front, but then it it looks like it might help out. And they don't really know what the long term weight loss, like keeping off the weight, is compared to the other drugs. But it sounds pretty cool. No, it sounds like a really cool option. It seems like it. It seems like honestly. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of, uh, you know, people have a reaction to whatever it is or, I, you know, whatever happens. There's obstructions. There's this and that. But I, I think that with all the side effects we're seeing from the weight loss drugs and also, of course, side effects that you could have from surgeries, it might be it might be something at least somebody could start off with before doing something drastic like surgery. Yeah. All right. This is another good story. In Texas, a kilt-clad man was going around an antique mall sticking vintage goods up his rectum and then putting them back on the shelf. Oh my god. So, I didn't I didn't really know where to put this story category-wise and then I thought, all right, well, we get like rectal foreign bodies in the hospital, so this is where it could go because I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily consider this to be like a violent crime, although it's really disgusting. Like Imagine walking around the antique store and then seeing a, a, a makeup brush or an old tobacco can and just opening up your kilt and sticking it up your ass and then pulling it out with fecal material on it and putting it back on the shelf. 
Well, this really disturbed me because I am a frequent antique mall visitor. Me too. <laughs> and I also am a toucher, so I touch a lot of things, and now I feel absolutely repulsed by well, this. Well, now, yeah, now you're going to double check. You're just going to see this brown stuff and be like, is it dirt because it's 40 years old, or is it is it someone's shit because they're just... So if you're, I mean, the good news is, is that there's not a lot of people walking around with kilts on, right? So if you see someone with a kilt at the antique store, then you know what they're up to. Okay, next is, this story is really disturbing for me. So Environmental Working Group published a study showing that 80% of Americans test positive for a harmful additive called do you want to give this pronunciation? Formaquat. Formaquat. <laughs> Sounds gross, actually. This chemical is found, has been found most in Cheerios, Quaker Oats, and has the potential to cause infertility, altered fetal growth, and delayed puberty. So this was reported in the Journal of Exposure Science and Environmental Epidemiology. This chemical apparently is an agricultural chemical that's used to stunt the growth of the of the oats that they're growing so that it's easier for them to harvest and which is which is great for the farmers because then they're able to make more money and grow more things and and that but it's not good because in animal studies, like Maria said, it's shown to cause reproductive damage and stunt fetal growth, which is terrible for humans probably too. So they're looking into that. But um, cool. Like, so you're a pregnant person and, and you think like eating oatmeal is really safe. And then we come to find out this. And we, Maria and I actually just looked at a video yesterday that this woman was talking about the evolution of like the gluten problem in this country and it's kind of a similar thing how more genetic crossbreeding but how they they're crossbreeding things so they grow easier for the people to harvest and instead it's causing these molecules that are hard for us to break down so it, it what may be good for the farmers may not be good for humans yeah and i conducted a little experiment over the last couple of weeks where my favorite thing ever is just a chocolate glazed donut and i really wanted one and i ate half of one at tim hortons and ended up being totally fine and then a couple of weeks later i ate half of one at dunkin donuts and i got so sick for three days so i don't know if tim hortons has different regulations because they're a canadian company and they have different rules as far as you know manufacturing their foods but i definitely take took that into consideration yeah i've heard that i've heard that several people have told me that about gluten like if you go over to europe you don't really have the same yeah. issues but i don't know if i don't really know if that's true i've never looked into it but if i ever do go to europe which hopefully i am soon i will definitely look into it because i would love to well, we don't have celiacs just the intolerance so yeah it might be different for us yeah, I'm just, I am curious about it though. All right, let's get into other death news. We have an update from a story last week where we talked about a 12 year old boy who had died within 24 hours of getting dropped off at one of these behavioral schools for quote, misbehaved children. So now health officials have ordered the removal of all children from this program because they are absolutely refusing to cooperate in the investigation. Yeah, that, and and that's good. I mean, we don't really have anything much more to say that they took all the kids out, so something's up. And we said that. I mean, they found the kid with his pants down and his underwear down, so something something's weird going on. Yeah, there. and the story changed week to week. Um, I find it really disturbing. I didn't have this last week. I was talking about Paris Hilton's bill. It's I think still being uh looked at 
in Congress, but it's called the Stop Institutional Child Abuse Act. So everybody should look into it and see what the deal is with that because these these schools exist. Actually, after um, we posted the episode last week, we had some people leaving comments and texting us saying that they knew people that went to schools like this. So it's actually way more common than we even know about. Yeah, I, I'm like really curious about it because obviously like the way we grew up and stuff, we don't know anybody that's gone to these kinds of schools. And it it's just it's just weird to think that if you had more money, you would be sending your kid to the, to that kind of school. It's just it's just a little weird, you know? Yeah, it seems to be definitely a thing for wealthier people, but I don't know. Okay. Next Human story. leg found on the New York City subway. I love that they say, so it's found, it was found on the concourse, like right at one o'clock in the afternoon. There was just a leg there, you know, because that's a typical thing that you would see in New York City, I guess. But it's, I love in the, in the article, it says, investigators want to know who the leg belongs to and how they lost it. Well, did you also see it said things are often left there like blender? I'm like, a leg is not a blender. So what it's, are we even yeah, talking about? It's not it's not like a prosthetic leg, even like it's like a human leg. Yeah. So so this is my thought. So they're gonna send it to the medical examiner's office to try to get more information. Like, so this is what they're gonna look at. Have they had any train accidents recently that have caused someone to that went to the medical examiner's office and didn't have don't you a, think a leg. they would know that yes i'm just i'm just putting out the pro- <laughs> i'm putting out the procedure i don't i don't know i'm just saying that there, i i know stories i know a story of a person that got hit by a train and you know usually when a person gets hit by a train they go to the medical examiner's office in multiple body bags and then Weeks later or days later, kids were walking on the train tracks and they found a human nose and it ended up belonging to the person that got hit by a train. It's kind of hard to pick up all the pieces when a person's like splattered in a million pieces. But they didn't say like, is it a leg? You're thinking it's a leg like all the way from the hip down. Is it just a lower leg? Like, I don't know. Any leg is no good leg to be found in the New York City subway. So when they so when they look at it at the medical examiner's office, they're going to look at the margin of it and they're going to see if it looked like it was cut off of someone when they were dead, if they were alive, if it was cut with a sharp sharp object like a knife or a scalpel blade, if it was cut off with like an axe. Or they're going to look at it and see if it has any evidence of natural disease because there's a thing called auto amputation and your leg, if you have gangrene so bad and don't take care of it and it's a certain kind that's dry gangrene, your 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 limb could actually auto amputate or amputate itself off. I actually feel like you would be obsessed with getting this specimen and looking into I, it. I'll, oh my God, I would. I like I want. I wish somebody would call me right now and tell me all about it because I just would be so excited to to examine it and find out what happened with it. Um, like you you don't just lose your. So that's that's what I I'm thinking. I'm thinking either. I, I'm thinking it was. This is. This is what I want to think, that it was a homeless person that had gangrene really bad that hasn't been to the hospital, and it was their their foot and lower leg became really black and necrotic, and they had gangrene, and then it just fell off. That's wild. Which they would see right away. You w- would you die from that? No, because it's a natural process. It happens sometimes like... um 
I, I wrote another cool video that I showed in the gross room of a guy who was, I think he was climbing Mount Everest or one of these like really these, these high altitude things. And he had frostbite on his fingertips and then his fingertips got so necrotic and they could just, they could just fall right off. And it, it's a natural process that happens, but you, you see things like that more in people that are, that are homeless or something that aren't getting medical treatment. So that would make sense. Of course, they would know right away if it had gangrene. But also, if a person had just had their leg cut off there, there would be a lot of blood there because cutting a major artery in the leg causes a lot of bleeding. So they didn't give any details about that stuff. Who knows? I, I, I hope they give us more information about it because like, I'm not going to be able to sleep until I find out. This next story is in Australia out of this affluent neighborhood in Vi- outside of Victoria. Um, police got a call for a welfare check on a male resident on December 28, 2022. So people in this neighborhood believed that this brother and sister were residing at this house. She was a known hoarder. People in the neighborhood were getting really pissy about the state of the house, saying it was disgusting. They could see, even though that the blinds were always closed, they could see, like, mold growing around them, which, how disgusting is that? Yeah. Um, and because of the state of the neighborhood, they were just really, really doubling down. I mean, you know some towns around here are, like, absolute psychos. You can't even paint your house within certain colors in certain areas around here, so... I can't even imagine somebody just having piled up trash all over the place that that was going yeah. over well. No, I mean, it's, it happens. but it And, of course, when you see all of that, then you start to think, like, okay, well, if there's mold in the house, what other pests are in the house? And then they're going to start coming over to my house. So that, that does obviously give people a reason for their concern. Yeah, exactly. So they were really, really going hard, finally got police to go in and do a welfare check. So, surprisingly, when they entered the home, they found the, quote, bloodied skeleton of her brother. But so they think that this guy had been missing for potentially up to five years. And this woman had been living with her brother's dead body in her house for all that time. But it doesn't really quite add up. Yeah, the whole thing sounds weird. You wouldn't see anything that resembled blood five years later, um, like what you would think of red blood anyway. I just I. Every time we read these stories, you're like, what is it like for a cop to just like go into work one day, be drinking their coffee and donuts in the morning and then just show up to calls like this? They see the craziest shit all the time. Like nothing must shock them. Seriously. I meant to say that earlier about the bestiality story. Imagine those park rangers just chilling in their office and then they're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then and then they found all those videos on the guy's iPad and then they had to look at all of them. And someone's got to watch them. Watch them, document them like this. See, like if I ever had to go to jury duty, that's something I would want to do. Like (laughs) that would be like, can I pick this case? I want to see those videos so bad. Like I just am. I want to see how fucked up this guy was. It's I doubt just, at this point we'd it's ever so get interesting. Picked. They, I hope they do a Netflix special on this or something. It's just, it's just so great. Oh my god. Okay. Well, on to our next one. In our external exam with Carrie the mortician, we kind of learned that Colorado is the wild west of the funeral industry, which I something I never even would have known. So, not shockingly, a financially troubled former funeral home owner kept a deceased woman's body in a hearse for two years at his house 
And when the police went in, they also found the cremains of 30 additional people, which they discovered during a court-ordered eviction. I don't understand. Yeah, they were saying that some of the families probably got cremated remains from other people that's not their family members. Yeah. This is like a common theme in these cases. I just don't I just don't understand like what what they're doing with it and why are all these people so financially troubled? I feel like funeral homes could really do well. They they charge a lot and, and I mean said, a lot. And they said the cremains were professionally done and in appropriate containers. So therefore, why did they not go to the family? It just I, I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It's so weird. And then but... they said the woman was died. In, so the funeral home closed in September of 2022. But the woman that was in the hearse had died a month before that. So she has been dead since August of 2022 and just now has been found this month. Yeah, so I'm curious, like, what... Because obviously she went to the funeral home, so the family sent her there. So does the family have no idea that she's still intact and got some kind of cremains? What's going on there? Was he trying to sell her body? Like, why keep the body? It just doesn't I, even make I, any sense. I have no idea. It. What happened was he probably... Maybe was supposed to do something with it and didn't get it to it in time. And then the body started decomposing. And then maybe they thought it was too far gone to bring to do anything. I'm not sure. And they said I, the cremains were people that died between 2012 and 2021. Oh, my God. So he had been doing this for a long time. It's it's every week. It's every week. And that scares you because every single person here has had to deal with a funeral home at some point. Right. So. That's why it's really important if you, especially if you know someone that's been using one for years and there's been one in your family that, you know, their kids took over and it, that's the most important thing because some shady shit is happening for sure. Yeah. And this was the most confusing part of the article for me. It said authorities have been in contact with him and an arrest warrant was issued for him and he's believed to be in the Denver area. So they don't even have him. <laughs> that's awesome. Great. Okay, next we have an assisted living facility was charged after a death in the freezer. This story was really terrible. This was a 75-year-old woman that the family put her into an assisted living facility because she was starting to have issues with memory and dementia. And they went to her room to check on her, and she wasn't there. And then they went to other rooms to check on her, and she wasn't there. And they had no idea where she was. They never went into the kitchen to check to see if she was there, which so happened to be right across from her room. And sure enough, they open the freezer and they see her. This is just so terrible to hear about like a, a like a little old lady like this, like curled up in a ball on the floor of the freezer and her hands have severe frostbite. And again, another story where the, the photographs are just so terrifying of what this woman's hands looked like. And they don't even know how long she was there. Like her body temperature was 79 degrees. She ended up going to the hospital and dying from hypothermia, which is when the body temperature goes below 95 degrees. Your body starts shutting down and your organs can't work properly. And um, this is 100% their fault, in my opinion. So they were fined $11,200 for eight violations. So I... That's, that's it? Doesn't seem like a lot. Is the family suing them because they better be? I would be. hope so. Yeah, because I... I mean, this is the thing. I, I feel like we talked about a similar situation where there was a girl that was drunk at some hotel and ended up in the yeah. freezer. And and I and she and they won 
10 million dollars or something insane from that case yeah and i personally thought it wasn't really the hotel's responsibility to be babysitting a person but like no but this this, this was this place this is this is like that these people took i i have one of my best friends mom has dementia right now right and they purposely put the mom in in a place like this because they're scared that the mom was going to set the house on fire or hurt herself somehow. So she's supposed to be getting babysat like that. Like that's their job. Yeah, it's really not acceptable. There's not a lock or some type of system on a walk-in or a freezer, especially because the entire point of this place is to deal with memory care and people suffering from Alzheimer's dementia. So I can only imagine this is an enormous risk and clearly an oversight. So do you think it's possible that she went in there and couldn't figure out how to get out? hundred percent. Also, a lot of them, a couple of restaurants have worked at the emergency push thing on the inside is broken. So yeah, it, I, it I know that's a bunch of different factors. And then she probably curled up to try to warm herself up. It's just like, imagine that being the end of your life or the end of one of your parents' lives. It's just, it's so sad. I mean, so, she so has sad. to be in there for a while. A while. Exactly. Yeah. It's not but like I, you just go in and die in 20 minutes. Like, yeah. it had to be a long time. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Another terrible story is that a child died after a mother fell asleep breastfeeding in her bed. But this was not the first time this happened to this mother and said, oh, no, I did it again. After the second child died, both from co-sleeping. Oh, my God. So, uh, according to the CDC, there's 3,500 infants that die every year from sleep-related disorders. And a 1,000 of them, they really just don't know why. And then about another 1,000 of them is for co-sleeping. And when I interned at the medical examiner's office, I saw a couple of these deaths where, like, a dad was drunk and he had his baby laying on his chest and then he rolled over and the kid got stuck in the crack of the couch and the kid died. And it's really, really, it's terrible and it happens, though. And they tell you that you shouldn't co-sleep. I mean, I did because <laughs> even after being at the medical examiner's office, it's just like there was a point where I had a newborn infant and then like a one and a half year old and I'm breastfeeding one and trying to like mother the other one and it just was a lot and there'd be lots of times that I would just pick up a kid put her on my boob and go back to sleep and I don't know I I feel like it's kind of unreasonable to say not to do that and I personally trusted myself all the time because I am such a light sleeper I think that it's it's probably more common with with people especially men that are under the influence that might be taking care of, of a baby while the mom is sleeping or something. Um, just because a lot of times the mom, especially like a new mom's like a lighter sleeper and, and may be able to pull it off. But um, the, the fact that it happened twice has to make you kind of suspicious at this point. Well, she wasn't charged in the first case, but I don't know if they're planning on charging her now for this one. It's like, oops, I did it again. Like, yeah. what? I, I, I don't know. I, I totally could see how this could happen by accident. New mothers are very exhausted. It could just happen so easily. But I just feel like if it happened before, you would try to take every single precaution possibly. To I feel make like sure. there was this case like back in the day, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but this lady had like this happen like five times in a row. 
And then finally, and they kept saying the baby had like sudden infant death syndrome and kept saying it and saying it. And then finally they were like, okay, she's killing all these kids. Like there has to be a point where I guess they exhumed the bodies or something and figured out that she was actually killing them. It's just nuts. Yeah. Okay, on to question of the day. Every Friday on the at Mother Knows Death Instagram, we pop a little question box in the story. You guys can ask whatever you want, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can. First, what happened to your bun? Oh, um, I still wear my bun on days that I'm not recording. It's just kind of like it goes right here, and so do my headphones. And I don't like those little iPhone earbuds and I don't think it's comfortable to put my headphones <laughs> behind my head so I just don't wear it when I record and also if I wear a bun every single day my head actually gets really sore so I take buncation sometimes but I have little buns today well if we have if we ever come to the day where we are recording in the same location as each other then we won't need headphones, so. Oh, well, there there you go. And then I could finally do my bun tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Can you do more gore pics and videos on Instagram? Unfortunately not. Instagram is just like sucks anymore, to be honest with you. I get a warning every single time I post a picture, like literally every single time. This week I did a mystery diagnosis, which I'm not going to tell you what it is but it's not violence, which is what it got flagged for. And they they put up this warning that says, you know, are you sure? Are you sure you want to post this? You have your chance now to delete it because it looks like you might be violating our terms. And I always say, yeah, I want to keep it. And I take screenshots of everything because um, I, I just can't even believe what's happening right now. But I posted a maggot thing that got uh, flagged as violent. So I like really, really don't post anything anywhere near what I used to even on Instagram. And people get pissed at me, but I can't. Like it just gets, it gets deleted off there. So that's, I mean, join the grocery room. That's the only way that you could really see it because there I don't have any limitations and there's no one overlooking what I'm posting. I even screenshot something earlier today. I'm going to read it exactly from an artist I follow in, uh, I think she's in Australia. She said... Yeah, I was going to look for... I, I have one from the other day, too, so I was going to look like... So she... show you guys what it looked like. Um, She said can, this morning... Oh, yeah. Look at that, everybody on YouTube. It says... Yeah, so... For, that, for this people is listening the, to audio, it says, Your post might go against our community guidelines. This post could violate our community guidelines on violence and could lead to deleted content, disabling your account or other restrictions. So then I so then I clicked on cuz it says learn more about what's not allowed. And then this is so the only thing I wrote was mystery Monday get get or mystery diagnosis guess your diagnosis answer next Monday. So there's no language of violence. Yeah, um, you're I never violating any of the I, guidelines. I I'm not. But th- listen like you just there's no actual human to talk to at Instagram to just try to say, hey, this is a medical account and I'm tired of of trying. So that's why I started my own thing. And so if you are interested in that, um, it's really gory. So I screenshot this artist I follow from Australia who posts 
nothing controversial, just really, really cute drawings. She put on her story this morning. My last post got 40 likes. I remember the days when I would get over 1,000 each post. F the algorithm. Please go like my post so I could keep being an artist. This is something we're seeing time and time again. It's, you know, people that have controversial content like you are definitely being affected, but it's also just happening to every small business. And it's like, what's the point of making the app not work? It's so bizarre to me. Yeah, it is bizarre to me too. It's, I I do that too. Sometimes I post a mystery diagnosis and usually you could tell like within the first hour how the post is doing. And sometimes it's, it's so, so bad. Like there's no comments underneath of it. It'll be like under a thousand people have seen it. And, and I just say like, okay, well, they're just not showing this one because of whatever reason. And I don't like the the threats and the like, you sure you want to post this? It's almost like they're bullying me into not posting it. And that pisses me off. All right. Is it common to inspect the inner ear canal on autopsy? No, so I'll like look inside what I could see with my eye in the hole, um, but I don't ever stick any kind of scope or anything there to look. Um, that's not to say that if there was some kind of tumor or some kind of pathology or some kind of trauma that that wouldn't be examined. It's just like on a normal autopsy, you you wouldn't look, you wouldn't go much further than just looking in the hole that you could see all right last how do we pick our lipstick colors um we just (laughs) we it's not really that difficult like we we always uh me and maria have some kind of like uh ocd color thing but um i don't know today she says i'm wearing red and then i wear red we don't we don't wear the same exact colors or brands or anything but it's just like today's red yeah, red oft- and red. oftentimes in the video, it looks like they match pretty exactly, but I guarantee you are not wearing the exact one I'm wearing now. And uh, I started watching this new show on Apple about Christian Dior, so I was feeling a French vibe for today. So I really wanted to go with a very bright red and in contrast with the black and white and my little Eiffel Tower necklace you bought me when I was little. So Oh, I didn't even notice that you were wearing that, actually. Yeah. I'm wearing my Eric Kenny shirt, Seasonal Depression. Love it. This is like my favorite. This is like the best time of year to wear this shirt. Like I only wear it after Christmas until like it starts getting warm out. So he's getting a lot of shout outs this week between this and then um, the guy hosting Saturday Night Live this weekend wore his shirt in the oh, no way. picture yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. So, I'm so happy that he's doing good. Support Heavy Slime. He's one of our favorite artists ever. He's the nicest dude. So, all right. Thank you guys so much. Um, don't forget every Friday to look out for the little question box on the at Mother Knows Death Instagram, and we'll try to get to as many questions as we can. Thank you. All right. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Mother Knows Death. As a reminder, my training is as a pathologist assistant. I have a master's level education and specialize in anatomy and pathology education. I am not a doctor and I have not diagnosed or treated anyone, dead or alive, without the assistance of a licensed medical doctor. This show, my website, and social media accounts are designed to educate and inform people based on my experience working in pathology so they can make healthier decisions regarding their life and well-being. 
Always remember that science is changing every day and the opinions expressed in this episode are based on my knowledge of those subjects at the time of publication. If you are having a medical problem, have a medical question, or are having a medical emergency, please contact your physician or visit an urgent care center, emergency room, or hospital. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother Knows Death on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks. Thanks.